0: I'm, I'm able to face up to, to the ways that I have developed strategies uh, that are beneath me, so I can exert control based on fear. I can look at all that because I know that God loves me, and I know that God wants me ultimately to know life that is not controlled by fear. Think about that for a second. What's the motivation? Oh my God, what would it be like to, le- to lay down some of that burden this is Four People with Bishop Robright.
1: Welcome to Four People. I'm Melissa Rao, your host. And throughout the course of Lent 2024, Bishop and I are having conversations based off his Lenten devotions. This week, we're talking about uh, the second devotion, letting go of control. The Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta has prepared a five-week curriculum for small groups or individual devotions, and you can download the Reflection Guides and watch the weekly videos by visiting www.episcopalatlanta.org. Bishop, how are you doing? Yes,
0: here we are.
1: We're here talking about control, letting go of control this week, based off of Mark chapter 8. 31 through 38. And this is kind of where I think Peter is the one who interrupts Jesus when Jesus is kind of telling them that what he's going to be doing, yeah. uh, Peter interrupts. That's right? right. That's right. Yeah. So I think Peter was trying to maybe control the narrative.
0: Well, that's funny because that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, come
1: on, let's I hear
0: think, it. Well, now, I think Peter was trying to control the man, Jesus, the moment, Right. Uh, and the minutiae. I think he was trying to control the whole thing. So it starts off by Jesus, you know, saying to his disciples, Hey, you know, I understand that on the horizon is rejection for me, suffering, death, but ultimately resurrection. Jesus is just letting it fly, right? And Peter interrupts him. Uh, he interrupts Jesus and he criticizes Jesus for what he's saying. Uh, precisely when Jesus is trying to talk about the power of letting go. So you got, you got these, this tennis match going on and, uh, and, and Peter gets called Satan, right? He says, get behind me, Satan. He says, you know, you, you know you're, you're, you're keeping your mind on uh, earthly things and I'm keeping my mind on heavenly things. And so what's interesting about that is Jesus is saying, to to keep one's mind on heavenly things uh, is to be doing the work of letting go of trying to control every outcome. And again, we're always talking about trust in God. Jesus is declaring, hey, I'm gonna trust God uh, with everything, all that I am. I'm gonna trust God with my reputation. People are gonna rise against me. I'm gonna trust God. You know, They're gonna do violence to me. I'm gonna trust God uh they're coming for me right and uh and peter says whoa wait a minute wait a minute and and i think peter interrupts uh, not necessarily because he takes issue with jesus on jesus's own little individual journey but i think peter is wondering hey if this is going to happen to this dude what's going to happen to us right so he's trying to control jesus and then perhaps troll his, control his own outcome so uh, and I think about us, we try to control outcomes. <laughs> uh, so some of us do. Not yeah. not you, of course, Melissa, but some not of us do. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, man. So, some of us do. And, 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 you know, why we do is because we all are battling some pernicious expression of fear, mm-hmm. right? And so we have learned uh, that if we... Uh, try to get ahead of things. Try to intervene. Uh, try to shave off the edges. Try to exert some control. Then we we, we can sort of defer blunt um, this notion of fear. And of course, you know, fear is always seeking to motivate us. Always trying to you know get in control of us. Um, but you know, we've got to. I think one of the things we can do in Lent uh, is is actually investigate our motivations. For control, if you want to get into the deep water, you know, what are my motivations for control? What am I trying to control? And who am I trying to control? You know, and why? These are not just idle questions, right? But these are questions not so that we can be, you know, condemn ourselves or go on a guilt trip, but it's so I can let go of it.
1: And, and so that leads me to my next question, though. Like, if we're able to let go of control, I'm curious if you can paint a picture of why we might be motivated to do such a thing.
0: Yeah, of course. So I'm afraid. I'm a, I, I want to I control others because I'm afraid they'll hurt me. Perhaps they'll abandon me. Uh, I want to control others because, uh, you know, I want to use them uh, for, for, for resources or some other cause. Uh, I want to control others because I want advancement. I mean, it's really based. It's really primitive.
1: It is, and and so I see that. I'm curious if you can paint a picture of why we, why might we be motivated to let go of control? Oh, do you see well, what I'm saying like what, what's, what is on the other side if we're able to do this work of putting it down and laying it down, letting go?
0: Right. Well, I mean, again, this is you know, this is the question. Well, what do you want? I mean, if if for some of us, you know, as uh, Fannie Lou Hamer said, uh, you know, some of us are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Some of us have come to the intersection of understanding that trying to control other people is futile, and not only futile, but it is wearisome, and uh, it it is corrosive to real life. And some of us have come to the intersection where we now know, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that ain't life. Uh, It it means that I am am being controlled by my fears uh, rather than enjoying my life. And, uh, you know, it's about growth and development. Um, It's uh, it's about, uh, you know, it's about self-revelation and self-knowledge, and it's about courage. I mean, Lent is about courage. It's about taking a look in the mirror and, and, and having the courage, perhaps finally, to, to, to name some stuff that we've been hedging about, that we've been ducking, that we don't want to admit. And again, we, we can look at these things because even as I look at all of my warts and my blemishes and the ways that I fall short, I am, with Scripture, reminded that with all the warts that I have and all the failings that I have, I am made in God's image and God loves me. And there's nothing I can do to decrease that love. So I'm I'm able to face up to to the ways that I sort of um, have developed strategies uh, that are beneath me so I can exert control based on fear. I can look at all that because I know that God loves me. And I know that God wants me ultimately to know life that is not controlled by fear you know think about that for a second what's the motivation oh my god what would it be like to let to lay down some of that burden what would it be like to lay down some of that burden Th- these shadows right uh what would it be like to lay some of that down and to, and to smile an authentic smile you know and uh, and, uh, and 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 to, and to say you know an exclamation. Uh, you know, with your full throat? What would that be like? It may sound ideal or naive to some people. Uh, and if that is true, then Jesus is naive. Uh, because Jesus seems to be inviting us always into a bigger and more fuller expression of life than we can imagine. Uh, maybe Peter was saying, hey man, you know, I can live with the fear. And Jesus is saying, yeah, but why would you? Right? <laughs> hi listeners thank you for listening to four people a space of digital evangelism you can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Robright and now back to four people
1: so where does where does power come into play with control
0: yeah. So I think one of the things that, you know, that's a great question. So here's what our our brothers and sisters who struggle with alcoholism know is is that there are things in life uh, that we don't have any control over. So I admit that I don't have control over certain things. And one of the things that we have to admit that we don't have control over is uh, is our pension uh, for fear and our pension to want control. And so one of the things that we get to do is to offer those things up to God, right? We get to say, there's a resource called the Holy Spirit that we can ask uh, to help us as we struggle. Right. And so again, I I always love uh, you know, the template that our uh brothers and sisters who struggle with alcoholism use. Because I I admit that I am powerless over some things. And and I admit, you know, again, St. Paul says, no, I admit the good I want to do, I don't do you know? And, uh, you know, and and so I admit that. And so again, Lent is that safe space, brave space. Let's call it a brave space. Lent is that brave space uh, where I can for five weeks really just go ahead and cough up all the mucus or at least begin the process, begin the process of saying, you know, there's got to be more life than being a slave to my fears. And so, you know, Jesus help me to know what that life is—that's a simple prayer. Jesus, help me to know what that's like, and that may involve therapy. It may involve sitting down with some spiritual direction. You know, people who are given have the gift of spiritual direction. It may mean sitting down with a minister or someone who is uh, more wise, spiritual than you are. Uh, it may mean lots of different things. It may mean, you know, uh, starting up conversations uh, that ha- uh, that need to be restarted uh, with some people. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, the, the sky's the limit here. But I think what we've got to start off with, uh, by, uh, you know, doing is what is the fear that really is my personal bugaboo? What is it? Sometimes it comes out of the family of origin issues. What's my thing? What's my thing? Now, Jesus and Peter were in a conversation about life and death, right, and trusting one's reputation and all that sort of stuff. And you know, I get that, right? And that's about public perception. Um, it's also about, Hey, uh, death at the hands of people who hate me is painful, like physical pain. We can, we can deal without, we can put all the intellectual stuff aside for a minute, physical pain. Jesus is saying, there's something on the other side of physical pain that is so glorious and so wonderful that I can endure this pain. I will not live in fear of it. Dr. King said that we cease being who we really are. Once we keep deciding to just sort of cower in fear. And then, and the, that you know, once we adopt that, uh, you know, sort of approach to life, then our later death, our actual physical death is, is merely cessation of breath. But we have died a long time ago when we decided to just live cowering, you know, to fear. And that's why, you know, back in his day, when he was uh, talking to us about nonviolence, he was saying that there's something bigger to be afraid of than physical death or vicious racists, or fire hoses, or German shepherds, right? Uh, What is to be afraid of is losing one's soul. Hmm.
1: And so where does trust come into play?
0: Trust who? Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things we've got to do if we're going to confront fear is learn to trust our own voice. Learn to trust our own voice. And so part of Lent might be is getting down to what is your voice. Sometimes we've got mommy's voice, and daddy's voice, uncle voice, and market voice. And we've got all these voices, right? And so some of the work of maturing, as you well know, is just trying to weed through the voices, right? What's my voice? Because you are unique to God. God's unique imprint is on you. God is speaking to you. God has spoken through you, is speaking to you. Even now, what is God saying to you? And a lot of us have got to find the courage. And so that's how we work through this. I got to find the courage to trust my gut. Right? Because and and Howard Thurman here, we, we hear Howard Thurman again. Howard Thurman says is that you and I have got to learn how to listen for the sound of the genuine in our life. And he warns us. He says, and if you do not ever develop that capacity to learn the sound of the genuine in you and through you then you will forever live at the end of strings that other people pull. And so the question is, are we afraid of that? I must say to you, that scares the hell out of me, to to think that I'm living at the strings that other people pull, rather than trusting the God who loves me.
1: Oh, wow, that's huge. So I just started diving back into family systems a bit. And you know what I what one of the things that was so interesting to me is how you know we have like a three three parts of our brain. We've got the reptilian brain yeah. and the limbic system and then the neocortex. And the autonomic stuff, the the reptilian stuff, the stuff that is gut, it's instinctual, it's and then we we add the limbic system which is the the center for emotions, right? and how often do we lose ourselves into our emotions and instead of thinking through them we like we we act and re- react more like a reptile may rather than i think a self-differentiated human being with with an an ability to make a choice on how we choose and so when you think about control bishop i'm curious about how we pull ourselves together <laughs> How how we don't let fear rule? Like, what are the very real practical things that we can do when fear is got such a hold on us?
0: Well, I mean, I think that uh, the the real practical things, that, the best thing that I can say, and it's going to sound, it may sound simplistic to some people, I, I think is, is that you've got to decide who can you really trust, right? And so, I, I think one of the things that we're saying here. Uh, on this platform is is that we know the trustworthiness of God through the life death resurrection uh, teachings and example of Jesus of Nazareth, and and we are saying and we're commending uh, him and the power of the Holy Spirit as trustworthy, and so we're saying to people you know uh, offer yourself uh, to those examples to those teachings. To that wisdom today, in big and small ways, in your real life, is what we're saying. We're saying that um, you know, uh, to uh, you know, to want to you know, to struggle rather, you know, with uh, fear-induced control issues in our lives is understandable, right? So, no condemnation, shame for anybody, uh, but it is escapable, is what we're saying. And what we're saying is it's escapable uh through uh following Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not talking about some sort of sympathetic, you know, tear in the corner of the eye thing. I'm saying full-on mind, you know, full-on will, uh close walk uh for yourself, not because some preacher told you to. Open up Matthew, Mark, Luke and John for yourself and see. Uh and then ask God for the faith to know uh, that Jesus is your trustworthy not only friend but Lord. Um, you know look at Jesus' model. Even Jesus in this story doesn't try to control us. He doesn't try to control Peter, right? Uh, but what he does do always is invite us into a deeper relationship uh, with the one who is the most trustworthy in all the worlds and that's God. and so so, so the joy of this, is, you know, you got to try it for yourself. I mean, I can sit up here and talk till I'm orange in the face, right? And the little bit I know, and I only know a little bit, the little bit I know is because I've taken a step or two in this direction. Uh, But I thank God for people who've also taken a step or two and we get to compare notes about that because that's the confirmation and that's the encouragement. And, you know, the thing about this learning, about giving up our control and giving up our fear and putting it in the hands of the one who is the most trustworthy is, is that it, we needed to, do, it looked one way in the twenties. It looked another way in the thirties. When we turn 40, it looks another way. When we decide to share our life with somebody, it looks another way. Uh, you know, as we get older, it looks another way. As our health begins to decline, it looks another way. And so there's this ongoing invitation by God to come and to trust and to know that there is more God, uh, you know, than uh, than any problem that you're ever going to face. And I, I think that is our witness to the world. Not that we got all the answers, right? It's not what we know; it's who we know.
1: Amen to that. And I guess we can let we can let go of control because God's got it all.
0: Well, I mean, in the co- every, every, you said practical, right? Yeah. And Every day is a test of that. Every day is a test of that. And so. We may fall short on certain days, but I think what God blesses is if you and I wake up with that intention, Lord, I intend to put the most pernicious problems that I have facing me right now. I intend to put them in your hand. Now, God, I may fall short because I'm just frail flesh and I fall short, but that is my intention. And every day I'm going to keep trying that. And I might fall down today, right? But then there's tomorrow and then I might fall down. I mean, So it's this ongoing thing with God. And then we begin to develop muscle memory in this regard. Uh, we begin to develop our own, what, what some people in the church would call our testimony, which is my positive experience of having done this and, uh, and having s- a- experienced a benefit to doing this that now I can share with other people. So this is the journey of letting go. And the journey of letting go is really about being free and being buoyed by the Holy Spirit in your real life. Bishop, thank you so
1: much. And listeners, thank you to listening to four people. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.